0: just code You regulate any stealing of his property, we're damn good too But you can't be any geek off the street you Gotta be handy with the steel if you know what I mean, earn your keep VHS just Mount up Things that I did today is to, to uh, fact check articles about living the Logan's Roadhouse. Logan's Roadhouse, what the hell is that? It's a restaurant. There used to be oh. one right across the street from um, China Mall, and there's one by the open air mall. Oh, well, there, I guess there was. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I've got one important question for you, and that Two. is how about a bumper sandwich, Booger Lips? <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
0: <clears throat>
1: i watched ernest scared stupid on halloween it fucking rules we're watching it next year i have so much i want to talk about but i'll save it <laughs> for next year <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's a little a little tree a little morsel for you. a little taste a long it's, preview yeah. <laughs> just a little little teaser for you we'll get there maybe if there's halloween next year i had a pretty good halloween actually just chilling at home doing my thing watching movies I um spent a lot of time watching Hana on Twitch DJ, and I was like, yeah, man, fucking fucking Halloween. It was like that time remember, like, Steffi and I went to see Cursed, like, two days before Halloween, and then they were playing again on Halloween in Tucson, so we went to Tucson and saw them again. That shit was wild. That was a good Halloween. This is another good Halloween, man. It was fucking nice out, full moon. I was a uh, hella twisted, as Keith Sweat would say. Burning shit for Rituals. Watching movies, <laughs> fucking ruled. And I ended the night with uh, Pete and Pete because you posted that link.
0: Oh, the to the Halloween episode, yeah. I love Hell that episode.
1: yeah! I watched the whole thing, so I watched like the episode on its own, and then I listened oh, the to the commentary. I never on. seen
0: the commentary before, but it's pretty, I
1: it pretty interesting. It was like, interesting hearing them talk about how the show works and stuff. So my probably my
0: favorite uh, Halloween special of any any TV show ever of all time.
1: So uh, Bob's Burgers has some really good ones. Um, Oh fucking <laughs> the Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, first season like episode, oh shit, yeah, I kind of forty two or something. It's called it's just called Trick or Treat, but they have to battle the wrapping uh, pumpkin. <laughs> 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 everyone next year, everyone watched that shit. It's so good. We'll watch it um,
0: for the podcast. Too. We'll put it as an yeah, good stupid
1: thing. <laughs> it's only twenty minutes. Yeah, it's so bad but so good. It's crazy. Like the. Clip that that fucking Power Rangers show moved at like as a kid I obviously didn't notice it but watch <laughs> it now this knows. is happening yeah it's like shit happens so fast <laughs> and some of the music cues and shit and then the Japanese footage look like looks so much cooler than any American you know what I mean it's all the things I noticed as an adult now I was like
0: <laughs> <laughs> my favorite obvious thing was always like the Green Rangers uh, like shoulder shield pad thing was completely different between the japanese and the american American. oh yeah like they didn't even try to make it similar
1: i watched a few of their uh, halloween episodes because they have a bunch of them and um i noticed uh i'm guessing the guy that played the green ranger was the only one that had martial arts background because he's like the only one who ever gets into fights like as a human I so don't you know. Guess the Power looked, Rangers, but I think yeah. a couple of
0: them did, but he might be the only one with like a real legitimate martial arts background.
1: Yeah, well, he's just the only one in episodes where they're ever like, "All right, you can do some fight choreography." <laughs> oh man, they're so slick at just like not having people in episodes too by just saying like, "Oh yeah, they're off doing this, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good.
0: But then suddenly they're in <laughs> their super suit for the big. Yeah, girl.
1: but then they do show up yet, yeah, so so they didn't have to have any of the American actors on set. But they can still utilize the uh, Japanese footage and Fuck some stunt damn. doubles. God damn, man, fucking so good! Like that's just great a budget concern. Great way to make a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How was your Halloween? It was
0: Halloween. Um, I mean, we kind of, we obviously just had it set at home. Kids board costumes. We did like a like trick or treat scavenger hunt thing. We decorated pumpkins. Uh, we made trick or treat blondies. We watched some movies. I'm trying to think what else we did. I don't oh, know. It was yeah. just a bunch of shit we did together. Ryan uh, stayed up with me in court and we watched Halloween for the first time.
1: Whoa, he's becoming an old man. He's becoming a man.
0: But at the end of it, he's like, you know, I think the gate was scarier. <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> Which was just pretty- tells,
1: tells to me that he's
0: just more into like the supernatural shit than like the guy with a knife.
1: Yeah. Well, he was, he was so affected by the gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he's uh just more worried, as he would be, like, more worried about... um Demons. Demons and ghosts and shit than some guy with the knife. Some slow guy with the knife, too, you know? Especially the remake, that, or the 2018... Um, no, we watched the original season.
0: Ridiculous. Well, we yeah, watched but the I remember... I'm
1: punishing my child. Remember I was talking about how he's, like, in his 60s in that one? Like, he's so i don't just the the context of it, is, it makes him so unthreatening, one, <laughs> you know, like some old guy moving around. I don't think so. He was Damn. dangerous once. <laughs> Halloween was great. It was probably possibly the last Halloween ever. You did some real cool domestic, um, spirit of humanity, the only good shit that matters type stuff with your family. Oh.
0: Shit, we also put a bowl at the end of the driveway because we, we figured we weren't going to have anybody come to trick-or-treat, right? And I uh-huh. assumed that you know, by the end of the night, either it was all going to be there or it was all going to be gone. Mm-hmm. But hey, there were still like four or five pieces in the end of the night, so people came by and didn't steal it all.
1: Or a coyote did it.
0: <laughs> Coyotes love Reese's Pieces. Yeah, he's
1: like, I'm too full. Oh,
0: I gotta stop. Mm, Jolly Rancher lollipops.
1: Then he immediately got diabetes. Oh, well, he's a coyote. Yeah, they're not used to eating all that sugar. Well, I'm glad Halloween was a good time. I hope it was good for all the listeners. Uh, it was just highly enjoyable to me. Um, but unfortunately, uh, I mean, really, the, the spook is in your heart. So the spooky never has to end. If you believe in it, you can be spooked by anything. Hey, you know those people. There's some people that are spooky all year. <laughs> yeah. What's especially spooky is something that is happening tomorrow. It's uh, what I believe what the you Earthlings call an election is going to take place. <laughs> Don't blame me; I voted for Kudos. Yeah. So when you hear this podcast, it'll be the day after the election. Oh, we got to make predictions. Who's going to win? Yeah, but right now it's the day before the election. So yeah, who I think who do you think is bringing it home? I, I
0: I'm feeling pretty comfortable that Joe Biden's going to win. And I actually, I'll make a prediction that I think he uh, he actually outruns the polls a little bit.
1: I'll make a prediction that in a landslide surprise victory, the, not Joe Biden, but Joe Jorgensen <laughs> wins <laughs> the Libertarian <laughs> candidate. <laughs> she used her Dracula hypnosis. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, that's how it is. Everything's an unnecessary binary. So about everything else in your life, too, is some unnecessary binary that you got you to gotta try to fit into. Um, other predictions. Do you think uh, the election will actually be settled this week?
0: um i don't know
1: yeah <laughs> how violent do you think it's gonna get oof i don't know it's already of, like a lot of ifs you know, out there huh? already people like shooting in the crowds and shit so yeah Who i knows? mean you already have
0: people falling campaign buses and uh, someone uh, on a message board i go to woke up um on saturday morning from a and there's a note on his door from the proud boys and everybody in his neighborhood got one what did it say I was—I don't remember. I was just vaguely threatening about, you know, you better vote right, boy. You better vote for Trump. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's just what I've—I've uh,
1: I've read. I've read it on the internet. It'd be like a pretty fun prank to do as like an 11, 12, 13 twelve, thirteen-year-old. So, I mean, like you think about it in retrospect as an adult and be like, man, that's pretty crazy. That's probably a dumb prank. But as like a thirteen-year-old, you'd be like, hell yeah, this is gonna be funny. <laughs> I don't well, have a lot of faith in the 15-year-old to
0: think of that shit, though. Well, I just
1: like, don't think they go outside anymore. I think they just spend all day trying to riff in someone's Twitch chat, which is another spooky thing. Probably the spookiest thing I can think of is being in the chat for a stream and just trying so hard to riff. I don't know how. The stream moves so fast. No one's reading shit. They, You know, they give a shot. It's a lot of regurgitating memes and other people's ideas because I think the entire Zoomer generation doesn't have any of their own thoughts, unfortunately. But, um... Ooh, Kyle's going in hard on They're really trying. Really trying. I mean, that's not outlandish to say, because I'm sure... Oh, no, it is. You're... you're, you're. 90% of all generations, the uh, people don't have any original thoughts. It's just uh, so apparent with the Zoomers, because you get to see everything they do online. All the things that seem, like, just slightly too far. Or maybe that's just old man yelling at the cloud. But I just, like, can't see what the fulfillment is. is like, trying to be popular... In someone else's stream, you know what I mean? <laughs> or trying to get attention from us?
0: It's just weird. I don't get it. It's We're like, all seeking validation, Kyle, and, and some people seek validation in the smallest, pettiest ways.
1: Yeah, but that's that that just doesn't seem fulfilling at all to me. You know what I mean? Uh, whatever. A lot of things don't seem fulfilling to me. What do I know? I don't know. Yeah, shit. I don't, you want to go into a small list of things I find <laughs> fulfilling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever. This is VHS cult. VHS cult. I am Kyle King of movies. I name. am uh, an insane person. Oh, my name this week is Kyle Gun, King of Movies. No, there's already a jammed Gun though. Yeah, but guns fucking rule. Did you watch so, this movie that is about guns? <laughs> I thought it was about doves and Christ. No, it's just about guns. Hold on, are and, you like, Two
0: two bros just growing out over guns.
1: Well, oh, so this movie blood and murder.
0: One of the ten best films of the year. A high-octane mixture of outlandishly stylized camp and outrageously sensational shootouts. Outrageously exhilarating. Guaranteed to tingle the most jaded moviegoer's palate. Film concocted with nitroglycerin, the combined energy of the Road Warrior, RoboCop, and the Terminator. The killer is great cinema.
1: So we watched The Killer, um, John Woo's uh, seminal epic, The Killer, 1989. Um, This film's actually about what it's like to be um, in your 30s and beyond as a man and trying to make new friends.
0: (laughs) Describe uh, him. Let me describe him to you. He's he's got compassionate, deep, dark eyes that let you know that he'd be the tenderest of lovers.
1: (laughs) Both of them uh, lose their older BFFs in the movie, right? And then replace each other as BFFs until, I mean, spoilers, Chow Young Fat dies too, but Um, as I was watching, I was like, "Yes," because as we all know, once you get into your thirties, a man may only have one best friend.
0: (laughs) I believe that is correct.
1: I've seen it in sitcoms. It's almost like you. I basically can only have one friend. You're my only friend. (laughs) That's just wild. My only friend is God. You got a friend in God. You got a friend in God. Let's get into it. He's a little absent. He doesn't care. We'll get into a little VHS cult action. This may be the final episode of the podcast because I will probably be the first casualty in what will come to be known as the Phoenix, Arizona gas station wars.
0: <laughs> no, nah, that's at least two weeks off from now. <laughs> hey, I mean here's the fun thing, like Joe Biden can win, right? Trump yeah. cannot really do much afterwards. And the Supreme Court could still destroy the ACA in like a week.
1: Yeah, but I mean who's gonna do do all up in the place once Trump's gone? He's leaving doo-doo everywhere. I'm sure Biden's leaving doo-doo everywhere, too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he's an old man. He's probably got some he on this, dude. Yeah, he's got doo-doo sliding out. <laughs> he's got the slick doo-doo. Uh, a disillusioned assassin accept- accepts one last hit in hopes of using his earnings to restore vision to a singer he accidentally blinded, only to be double-crossed by his boss, and he meets a new best friend. <laughs> That's what the movie's really about. It's about coming best friends. So, last week, I um, lied and said there wasn't any slow-motion doves in this one because I only remember the slow-motion pigeons, but there's some slow-motion doves at the end of the movie,
0: too. There's a lot of, of slow-motion in this movie. I mean, it wouldn't be a John Woo movie without slow-motion.
1: <laughs> John Woo, written and directed by... You know what it is, uh, Hong Kong action master, slowly ground to death by Hollywood. Everything that makes his movies great, when he was still working in Hong Kong and shit, as soon as they get transferred over to the United States... Hollywood studio system. Fucking garbage. <laughs> John Travolta in two movies trying to sell that melodrama. <laughs> hey, hey, Kyle, he made a Mission Impossible too. It was, with that, I. It, all the Mission Impossible movies are so bad. This right here, The Killers, this is a fucking action movie, let me tell you. They don't make shit like this anymore. They wish they could. Fucking Marvel wishes they could make a John Woo movie. John movies had such a huge effect on action movies into the nineties and onwards that I think Marvel actually had owes quite a bit of debt to John Will. They just like can't pull it off.
0: Well, but, like, well I mean strictly f- from a violence standpoint, they're gonna have trouble.
1: Yeah, that's true, but, uh, but fucking I wanna see them get real with the violence. I wanna see what a, you actually would be happening if Captain America's out there punching regular ass people. <laughs> Show that on the screen, you cowards. Maybe uh maybe with Punisher. <laughs> maybe.
0: They're never gonna do a punishment
1: movie. Nice try. They're doing fucking Moon Knight or something. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> is it gonna be a TV show? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, oh, it's I gonna be a Disney Plus show. Yeah, movies don't exist anymore, anyways. So I guess it's just TV shows. I guess TV is a streaming show. What do you call them now? They're um, still technically
0: on a television.
1: I call them my, my stories. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch my stories. My programs been. is on. Y'all Brand new program from Disney and Marvel. The Mandalorian. Have you watched oh that?
0: damn it! Yeah. This is it. This is just one wolf and cub. Did I watch it? Yeah, I watched it. The kids love it, so I I watch with huh? them. Yeah, I, I lead a domestic life, Kyle. Yes. Oh, which, uh, speaking of things that kids make me watch, um, I've watched all of the X Men movies this week, all of them, um, mm. uh, and I haven't seen an X Men movie since X Men Three. Although I I take that back, I saw First Class. Oh, you um, didn't
1: ever see Days of Future Past?
0: No, I didn't. Um, oh, that
1: one's pretty good.
0: It is a good one. I'll say this. Fox did not do a lot of work to make their X-Men uh, continuity make any sense at all. Um,
1: well, they just like started off on the wrong foot with it. Obviously, X-Men worked really well in, what, 2000? But like yeah. the corniness and cheesiness of it, was like they couldn't carry that on. And they still kind of did. And it's just bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Age of Apocalypse may be the worst of those movies. Uh, it was just awful. And I think I like Dark Phoenix better than X-Men 3, but they're both terrible. Oh,
1: you actually watched Dark Phoenix? Yeah, I did. It's the only one I haven't seen. After I watched Age of Apocalypse, I was like, mm, no more. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> no, we're good, here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've seen enough. No, you really should. <laughs> I, after I watched
0: Days of Future Past, I'm like, yeah, I probably should just stop
1: there. Yeah. Unlike Brian Singer, John Wu was uh, born in southern China and he grew up in Hong Kong. Ah, he also nice is um stuff. yeah, he's also not a pedophile. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Uh he started his career in film as an assistant director in 1969 working for who else can you guess? Who were the kings of Hong Kong action? Steven Spielberg. No, the Shaw Brothers. Oh. In 1986, he released A Better Tomorrow, not his first film, but this is the film that established him as a re- reputation of master stylists in ultra-violence gangster films. Martin Scorsese. His follow-up, The Killer, which is what we watched, um, probably his best movie of, the, of all time, in my opinion. Hard uh, Boiled, of course, is up there. Bolt to the Head is interesting. Um uh, the, the, the better tomorrow. I don't, he's got some good movies. Basically, as soon as he gets to the United States, Just give up. Obviously, everyone likes Face Off, but if you watch Face Off as now as an adult, you'll be like, oh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I, I,
0: I didn't like Face Off as a child, so
1: I just remember I the, scene, in. the incredibly dramatic slow mo scene of like when his kid gets shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, it's not something that should be funny. But it is. And I feel like um, had John Woo got to direct it, film it, cast the people he actually wanted to and that sort of thing, uh, it wouldn't be as fucking ridiculous as it is. <laughs> uh, you're making a lot of assumptions. <clears throat> Not because everything he goes on to do in the American films, it's still the same ingredients he's got here. But these movies like fucking work. So the only difference has got to be every, everything else in the equation. Which I means- think you're forgetting
0: about Broken Arrow.
1: Yeah, that's one of those shitty
0: American ones. <laughs> no, 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 it's amazing. Oh, you're know, Christian Slater out there. You mean
1: Jack? Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, come on, uh, Travolta. Uh, like
0: uh, the nuclear missile on here.
1: So we call it a broken arrow.
0: I don't know what's else uh, scarier. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, not, that's not his line. <laughs> um,
1: because of the success of the killer, unfortunately. Okay, and the cult reputation he had in the United States—that's what brought him over to Hollywood, giving him a Hollywood contract. Ah, god damn it!
0: Ah. he should do Deadpool. Ah. Uh,
1: he should do Wind Talkers too.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, he cites that wasn't bit. John Woo, was it? Yeah, John Woo made that joint. I
0: thought that was Ang Lee.
1: No, that was you confused the Chinese men. You racist? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess I did.
1: Yeah. Um, so he cites his influences of uh, Kira Kurosawa, Sam Peckinpah, Martin Scorsese. Of course, these are all very cliché choices, but also great choices. Probably the best like the best tryout of filmmakers you can really think of. Also, you'll notice um, Quentin Tarantino copied everything he does from John Woo. No, so no. I think that I what's interesting to me is there's a direct line you can draw from like Kurosawa and Peckinpah to Scorsese to John Woo to uh quentin tarantino but there's been no follow-up who could who's gonna step in next to fill in those shoes of like ultra violent stylized films i think Uh, it's it's
0: kyle uh, king uh, king of movies
1: kyle gun king of (laughs) movies that's That's right i forgot it was your stupid last name (laughs) just for this episode (laughs) hell yeah it's gonna be me it's It's gonna gonna be me me. it's gonna be me Uh, he's the first asian director ever to make a mainstream hollywood film so hollywood uh very racist no, not them. Uh, specific things, uh, films that stole from the killer are Reservoir Dogs and Quentin Tarantino's entire career. You're on blast, Tarantino. Ooh, wow. Ooh, it's an opinion I've not heard. Blast
0: all over the internet before.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, you hack. Uh, John Woo says uh, this film, The Killer, and Bullet in the Head are his favorite films that of his own. And he described the killer as being about honor and friendship, trying to find out if there's something common between two people and as a romantic poem. Mm. I
0: wanted to get rid of the woman love interest altogether.
1: (laughs) I also want them to have their shirts off more often. (laughs) when real sweaty.
0: Have you ever wondered what Chow Young Fat's butt looks like? Mm -hmm. I know I have.
1: Um, we'll hang out with John Wu again. Obviously, he's got some other killer 80s joints that we'll watch. Um, here's a quote from him about, uh, how shitty Hollywood is. Even though I enjoyed the opportunity to work in Hollywood, and never got used to their system. I didn't like much of the studio people. Well, there's too much politics and so much going on. And a lot of them have nothing to do with the movie. It's all about power. It's all about egos. And that's why the United States has been unable to produce a decent action film in 30 years.
0: Hold on probably yeah 90s right
1: true lies right is the last one that everyone cites i think
0: the expendables
1: yeah but even that leans like too far into just like branding hero worship i can't i can't
0: think of one that really fits the ball someone's gonna say john wick
1: i don't even know if they're doing this shit in hong kong anymore mainland china is all propaganda shit well i mean hong kong's gonna be mainland china soon if it isn't already oh the world politics oh god the world why can't shin fein be in, in power everywhere <coughs> anyhow uh chow yun Fat is in this film he plays ajong um in my version of the film though his name is changed to jeff how about yours mine no what's what, what they call him in it what they call him jeff his character They call him jeff <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i missed oh, your what? question to be honest Oh, Chow Yun-Fat's character's name is ah In the oh. version of the film I watched They call him Jeff for some reason Oh, subtitles. really? I
0: call him He, were, he was ah in my version I don't know what weird-ass subtitles you got
1: The fuck? Did you watch the Criterion one? No Oh, shit, mine was an actual Chinese Blu-ray release So for some reason the English subtitles are like Yeah, fucking, you know man, it's like Frank Fucking gringos, whatever, Jeff Sure <laughs> Who Trying to think of Yeah, what's the Chinese equivalent of gringo? I know uh, Japan is Gaijin. Gaijin. There's gotta be in China. There's probably, I'm
0: sure there is, for foreigner.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, that's like, um, specifically white foreigners, right? It's gringos. Yeah, I guess Gaijin is just foreigner. There's uh, also, what, Howley? That's what, um, (laughs) Samoan kids I used to know used to call me. That's their, like, derogatory white boy (laughs) name. ah uh, good stuff good stuff <laughs> one time when i was in Tennessee, i made friends with this guy who was in there for um attempted robbery and uh he was getting deported and he's like what the fuck i didn't even know i was born in samoa like, <laughs> it's, it's pretty common huh like, damn that fucking sucks how's that guy gonna survive um charlie and fat plays a hitman with a heart of gold right that's what he's all about his code of honor and what he believes in there's a part in the film where um he tells his uh, cop best friend, "Oh, this is the only decent thing I've ever done with regards to getting money for to help with um Jenny's operation." But um, nah, the whole movie he's doing pretty decent stuff. Sometimes you just gotta kill. That's your job, man. He's also like killing assholes, anyways. Is he though? You don't you know? Well, so here's, here's my thinking, and I don't think a lot of people think this way, and maybe it's unhealthy. Is it the the if you're in the game? Yep, exactly. Yep. Like if you make that your lifestyle and your job, that's kind of like a tacit endorsement agreement that like you can be killed, fucking up, and that's got to be someone's job. And there's a lot of jobs that we already do that are dehumanizing and terrible, anyways. So like, you know, it's just a job that doesn't make him an evil person. He's just doing his job. You feel mm-hmm.
0: me? To a certain extent. I mean, I agree with the if you're in the game, you're you know you're opening yourself up to being, to being uh, offed.
1: Yeah, and someone's uh, got to do the I don't kill. know that.
0: I, I don't know that uh, it doesn't make him an evil person or it makes him a good person. I, I uh,
1: mm, here's mm, a, so there's there's definitely
0: there's definitely, a, there's definitely a, a, some gray area here. And, well, I, and more black than gray.
1: It's also yeah, you have to be a little bit odd, I'd say, to get used to comfortably killing people right for money. Uh, but and the, and there's obviously some crossover, like uh, Richard Kuklinski, the Iceman, where he was, like, a serial killer, like, pathologically killed people, and he would have been killing anyways. He just also, like, happened to get a job that involved killing right? as a hitman. So there's, like, what you love. there's guys out there like that for sure, too, but I don't think that's Chow Yun-Fat's character. Chow Yun-Fat is a man of honor.
0: <laughs> it's just I'm not sitting for the money.
1: Hey, you gotta make a living, huh? Yeah, hey, it's a living.
0: What am I gonna do sling burgers? Oy! <laughs>
1: oy! Oy vey. Uh, so Chow Yun-Fat um, and his cop friend Danny Lee give each other nicknames in the film, right? Runt. So the nickname given to Ah-Jong, Chow fats character, is Har Tao, which roughly translates as Shrimp Head. But some dubbed and subtitled prints his nickname is Mickey Mouse or Butthead. What did you get? <laughs> I got shrimp head. <laughs> shrimp head. And then, yeah, so the same thing with um, Inspector Lee. He uh, he called, he's called Abi, which translates to baby or kid. But some nicknames or some dubs subtitles is Dumbo or Num Nuts. Mine was Runt. Oh, I guess that'd be like baby or kid, right? Yeah. so that was pretty baby
0: good. More derogatory than Runt and Kid. Baby seems like <laughs> baby.
1: Also, he doesn't seem exceptionally small. Yeah, but maybe
0: as a child though, it's a childhood nickname.
1: He didn't know him as a child. He just they made it up.
0: Yeah, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> he was smaller than him.
1: Oh, that's like, true. Hey,
0: you're tiny than me, tiny man.
1: Yeah, Charlie and Fat's actually like 6'2", though. He's a, he's a giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, my version, they call each other Mickey Mouse and Dumbo. <laughs> Stupid. So the version I watched wasn't... I don't know if the subtitles were very good. I feel like I watched the dumb version for dumb people. <laughs> Uh, Chow Yun Fat. He's probably the most famous like Hong Kong actor as far as Western audiences go, except maybe Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan,
0: Jackie Chan. Yeah, I think Jackie Chan's probably more uh, more famous.
1: Yeah, but Chow Yun Fat. Chow Yun Fat seems like he's up there. Jet Li too. Yeah, Jet Li. Chow mm-hmm. Yun mm-hmm. Fat about- literally a big deal because he's six two. And then yeah.
0: Ken Watanabe. But
1: that's he's a Jet Watanabe. Ken. I'm not. Oh, jealous. oh, yeah. It's also Chow Yun Fat should actually be Young Fat Chow. I apologize. <laughs> um <laughs> Young Fat Chow. That's mean. Young Fat Chow. He's been in tons of John Woo films. That's basically how he he got famous. He also appears in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean for some reason.
0: They had a lot of weird motherfuckers in Pirates of the
1: Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's in Pirates of the Caribbean for some reason. But but apparently a lot of people were in Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) A lot of weirdos. Uh, Oftentimes, Chowdhury Fat is depicted with a trademark toothpick in his mouth, usually in the John Woo films. Not in this one, but badass alert, am I right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, anytime oh, we see a man with a toothpick, he's also. I'm pretty sure
0: toothpicks featured heavily in the movie of Vampires or John Carpenter's Vampires.
1: Yeah, they're constantly talking about the type of wood that their toothpicks were made of. Oh, <laughs> you uh, may have may have noticed in this film that uh the character he plays, Zhang, is uh, a little bit of a, a creeper stalker because when he um he, he he of course accidentally blinds Jenny, right, and then she. <laughs> She has a rough couple of days because uh, she's walking home after being blinded, and she's gonna get uh, robbery, raped, raped, raped and robbed, robbed and Rob, robbed
0: and raped. Yeah, it <clears the water throat> isn't necessarily important.
1: It's it's, it's either it's uh, one or both of them. And uh, Johnny and Fat rescues her, of course, because he's keeping an eye on her. He feels bad about blinding her with his. I, I don't, I don't, I actually don't understand the science of her wounds, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so he rescues her, and then um, he's like, "Yeah, I, you know me. I come and listen to you sing all the time. I talked to you the other day, and uh, I, I just feel like I know you." And uh, he's like grabbing her hands and like, "Don't worry. You're, there's some people you can trust. You're safe with me. Don't worry." And um, that's how I'm gonna approach Hana. <laughs> after <laughs> feel really connected to her after what? watching her uh, <laughs> stream on Twitch all the time. Well, I got you <laughs> I set it up for that. <laughs> Jokes. Jokes. But yeah, this no, is. Way- you're just
0: like every uh, other uh, man on the internet. Yeah, oh, I guess you've so. shown me the barest amount of attention, or not even real attention, perhaps. But guess what? I'm obsessed with you.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: If you just gave me the chance, you've got to know me. I'm sure that you'd fall in love with me. Why don't you give me the chance?
1: Well, I feel that way about everyone on planet Earth. If they got to know me, they'll fall in love with me. But that's more to do with my narcissism than um, delusions of grandeur. <laughs> or is it both? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, anyhow, that's like, kind of creepy, right? It's weird that she was like, oh, I trust this man. What do um, My response to that situation would have been like, all right, buddy, you bet. <laughs> you
0: well, bet. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to go into a public place now. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Speaking of cops, though, Inspector Lee Ying, played by Danny Lee, also known as Runt, or Dumbo in my case. Danny Lee's also kind of a big fucking deal in China and Hong Kong. Uh, what kind of films do you reckon he started off in? If he Romantic comedies. He started acting in the 60s and 70s, probably in kung fu movies, you fool. Oh. There's also a brief period of time after Bruce Lee's death where... um. They are pushing quite a few different actors to replace Bruce Lee. Let me, you know, fill his shoes, so to speak. <laughs> um, Danny Lee played Bruce Lee in a film after his death, and there was a period of time where they were pushing pretty hard for Danny Lee to be the new Bruce Lee. Luckily, he had a sort of twist of fate. He started directing his own films and became uh, much more known for gangster and cop shit. Uh, his, in fact, some of his films are direct inspirations for John Woo. So that's crazy, crazy man. John Woo he inspired John Woo. John Woo puts him in a movie.
0: Oh wow, crazy!
1: That's like um, you see Braveheart, you put Mel Gibson in a
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> why Why would you do that though?
1: Because <laughs> he'll say some crazy shit when he's doing the publicity for it. Uh, Danny Lee always plays cops. Because of that, he's received numerous awards from police organizations for his dedica- dedication to showing realistic police procedures and doma- donating money to the families of slain officers.
0: Realistic police procedures? At one point, he shoots a dude for no reason.
1: Probably not this one. <laughs> <laughs> he's known for playing more uh, straightforward cop roles as a uh, man of justice, if you will. In this movie, he's a cop who plays by his own rules. He understands justice at the abstract, organic level that I do. <laughs> where <laughs> sometimes you use violence to solve problems. I don't know much about the uh, police institutions that exist in China and Hong Kong and those places, but I feel pretty confident giving uh, this guy a little ACAB, a little ACAB, uh, a little yeah, little fuck I mean, you, I feel fuck like you like I ACAB. About
0: the Hong Kong and Chinese police to be like, yeah, not great.
1: I heard that the Chinese police were good because they're um communists.
0: Okay.
1: All oh, it's ACAB unless it's uh state state police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, just. yeah, so um he seems like a cool guy I don't know about helping out the police. That seems like I'm not really into helping out the police. But I don't think the police are good in um anywhere. In fact, I don't, I don't think the concept of policing is that good. So uh fuck you, Danny Lee. Peace. <laughs> We turn on down. The- <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's sorry. He's got his best friend fucking Charlie and fat.
0: No, he doesn't. He's blind and dead by the end of this movie.
1: Yeah, his eye wounds look terrible. I mean, he did get
0: shot in the eye twice, I guess.
1: His, his eyes are strong enough to protect his brain, though. <laughs> <laughs> he flexed his eyes as hard as he could when he got shot.
0: I'm holding my brain in by sheer will. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love the melodrama in the movie in general, but I like the shot at the end when... Uh, they crawl past each other? They crawl past each other. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, oh, my God. They fucking—they don't make them like this anymore. I tell you, man. This is a fucking... the uh, real shit. Right at the end,
0: before they burst out of the church for like the final showdown in the Mexican mm-hmm. standoff, they, <laughs> there's like a, a freeze frame where you think it's going to go into like a, a sitcom opening for both
1: uh, Runt and Shrimp Head oh yeah where it's just like a little um photograph of their face basically yeah they're like a, smiling and laughing, a moment in
0: like, yeah, we are friends and pals in, a
1: nice moment in time i like that actually i think that's a good directorial flair it's um yeah it's something more like you would see at the <laughs> in the opening of a sitcom or like the final scene of a sitcom but i think it's an interesting thing to do i'll say it now this is probably one of my favorite movies that we've watched on the podcast i fucking love this movie <laughs> Uh, Sally Ye, who plays Jenny also she goes ah my eyes my beautiful eyes how she just gets blinded by the muzzle flash is what it I, looks like right but there's blood so does there all the shrapnel came out of the gun or something what happened gun she got burned by the
0: powder
1: and but somehow, it did not look like burns somehow blood and they had to stitch her back together somehow blood and The science of this shit doesn't make any sense and her blindness is getting worse, not better. I don't know. It's fucking amazing. it's you know, funny that way sometimes. Yeah, it's fucking amazing melodrama shit. I don't care. It's amazing. <laughs> um. So Sally Ye's a, a very famous pop star in Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Japan. She was born in uh, Taiwan but grew up in Canada. Uh, she's married to George Lam, who is also a famous canto pop singer, man. I watched a few of his YouTube videos and fucking... He's just like... Got that old man, like...
0: Bye bye.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, cancer pop is just like, ooh, the ladies love him, even though he seems a little bit creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: don't worry about me, just uh, a couple extra drinks and uh, in a pop in my room. <laughs> yeah,
1: a little bit like that. <laughs> um, aside from us being a pop singer, she does have 27 acting credits. I've never seen her in anything else except for Peking, Opera Blues, Peking, 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 Peking. Peking? Uh, as I said before, Jenny in this film has basically just like the worst week a couple weeks of her life. I don't know the time timeline for the movie. It seems like maybe like two, three weeks, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. She goes from somewhat successful lounge singer
0: to blind woman.
1: Oh, yeah she's just doing her job on like a Thursday night singing at like a cocktail lounge, you know, getting little tips, having a good time. Um, falling in love with a tall, handsome man who uh, <laughs> goes on to blind her, <laughs> and then the next day, um, she's told that uh, your eyes are fucked. There might be an experimental procedure. Um, good luck. And then she's like coming home from the hospital with her tips, and like,
0: oh no, <laughs> she gonna gets get
1: raped and murdered. Yeah, she gets robbed and uh, potential uh, the, the potential sexual assault. And uh, Chow Fett has to save her. And then he just lies to her about everything. Except for being a creep. He's open about his feelings for her. But he doesn't say, oh, also I blinded you and I kill people. Want to keep hanging out? <laughs> well,
0: when she finds out, both those things, she is still cool.
1: So <clears throat> uh, She's the coolest person in the movie. I love that she's just like the ultimate 80s babe. Um, like fucking... Yeah, this is real dude shit, all right? These two dudes really understand each other because of the the, the powerful, powerful energy coming off of this babe over here. You know what I mean? Like, They're really, signaling
0: to each other through their testosterones.
1: Yeah, it's like real dude, real dude shit. It's just like straight up like 80s um, toxic masculinity wrapped up in uh, ethics and honor and shit that like, I don't know, I'm sure people have wrote written tons of essays and shit about it, but it's interesting to me. Why is it interesting to me? I don't know, so write an essay about it. (laughs) I like that shit. I like essays. Essays are pretty cool. Uh, Weird shit she does, though, is um, when she first invites him in after he saves her, uh, she's like, here, I'll put on some music and make some tea. And then she plays her own recording. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I just, this is this is me in happier times
1: <laughs> well, It's like you ever heard that Aziz joke Where he's talking about when he hung out with Kanye
0: Yeah and they go back to his house To listen and to he, Kanye's. He, just,
1: yeah you know, these boys are dope I just imagine her being like that Like yo let me put on some music you know, It's fucking me do you like it That's what I listen to all the time Her starting to bath like oh let me put on some music I Listen to my mm. own shit
0: Hey, you want you want to feel a little bit sexy? This is me, baby. How sexy is
1: that? So these are basically the three most important characters. This is who we really care about. We got the two bros, Chow and Fat and Danny Lee, falling in love. Um, Wall also is falling in love with uh, Sally Ye, who's fallen in love with Chow and Fat. But at the end of the day, she has to sell for the policeman. I'm sure because I I know he puts some moves on her after the movie ends. Am I right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, oh,
0: 100%. Like, she's open. She's vulnerable. She's already used to it. You know what? And, like, he's your best friend. So you got to take care of his lady.
1: Mm-hmm. He was already, he's working the moves a little bit already. You know, they're both, like I said, they're both feeling her energy. They couldn't get enough of it. She oh. just said, powerful, big uterus energy. Couldn't deny it. Um, what she does, she's a really good actress. She has a lot of on screen charisma. I like her quite a bit. Wanna watch some more for other movies. Do you think she gets her eyes fixed to the end? Yeah, because the um the money. They had they had the monies, the monies was theirs.
0: But that uh, but uh run's arrested because he shot that guy in front of the police.
1: Yeah, but he's a cop, so he's gonna get like suspended for a couple weeks.
0: He's already suspended though. I don't know how that works if you shoot a dude when you're already suspended.
1: <laughs> they <laughs> fucking dock your pair and then you get to work then. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you understand how it works Shit doesn't happen <laughs> They're like hey you bad boy Welcome back <laughs> You're one of the greatest cops to ever work
0: the force I can't believe it You're so sick You did some such stupid shit all the time And you go some do something crazy like this And totally redeem yourself <laughs>
1: That's uh, I mean, he's a cop who plays by his own rules, but it's like frontier justice shit where he's like, I decide who lives and dies. So that makes him kind of a cop who plays by every other cop's rules. Now that I think about it. Dang. Mm. So I do like the concept of the film, right? Where it's uh, the two, the duality of uh, the different sides of crime or whatever. Could the men see die to eye if they have similar philosophies and blah, blah, blah. Or it's the uh, cops and gangsters the two sides of the same coin. Very thoroughly explored in plenty of films and stories, but um, just not as good as The Killer. This movie fucking slaps ass, (laughs) they're just fucking.
0: It's, I guess, it's like the most superficial exploration of it ever, though. It's just like we're both, we got, we're both guys with big dicks and we're like guns, let's be friends.
1: That's fucking all I need, man. It's the fucking, you get. The craziest, uh, goriest oh, mean, like, action scene. <laughs> it was, it was like, and then we di- dial it back for 10 minutes of like the fucking height of melodrama. And then fucking violence. And, and then like, here's well, a shot of a cross. And and some it's, fucking, birds. They, they, it's like, they just, they don't do it like this anymore, man. This is the last time action movies were fucking good, in my opinion. At no point in this movie did I zone out and, like at, like a Marvel movie or whatever passes for action movies these days mission impossible shit you know what i mean like they'll be like fine cg helicopters crashing and shit i don't give a fuck about that this movie they're going to like a slow speed chase up in the mountains fucking the edge of my seat what's gonna happen to
0: chang oh you say that now but top gun do two is coming out any day now and and tom cruise flies a real jet
1: really they're able to ensure his all last for that they weren't like oh you didn't hear
0: this mother. they're sending that motherfucker to space to film a movie
1: Fucking, they weren't like I don't know. We think the G-force might crush your weak heart. (laughs) No,
0: I'm sure he's got Zenu Scientology magic. He's protected from that bullshit. He's He's got, got, he's got like the heart of a gorilla.
1: That's he's base boosted. That's right. So here's the thing. Let me get real honest with you, VHS cult. After the spooky week, the spooky months, I wasn't really in the mood for anything but spooky shit it was really hard to get myself hyped up to watch the movie but as soon as it started and they started shooting the shit out of people i was like oh yeah i forgot this shit slaps ass i love it this is the best movie ever made i'll never watch the spooky shit again i'm only watching john woo movies
0: <laughs> nothing but hong kong action <laughs> films from the, the 80s and early 90s
1: i know i say it on the podcasts all the time but like the late 70s to the mid 90s is where it's at for movies there's like no other... That's the best time period for film ever at any point. There's studio systems were starting to wane. Uh, it was easier for people to make movies. So there's a lot more people putting in care and craft and actual passion into ideas that they have. Like shit that wouldn't exist at any other time period. And fucking this Hong Kong shit in the 80s into the early 90s, it's fucking I, exactly the same thing. It's the, the, the absolute height of melodrama Easily understandable, just like fucking the simplest like fairy tale love story melodrama. Like, oh, my wife's dying of cancer. I gotta, I like, gotta pull. I'm getting pulled back in one more time, one more job. And <laughs> well, here's and, the thing: I think this
0: movie, um, you could watch it without the subtitles and not understand Korea, Korean, and still get everything that's going on.
1: Uh, I believe they're speaking Mandarin. Or oh Cantonese. shit! Yo, why did I say Korean?
0: God yeah. damn! I'm really being bad today. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but um, the first time I saw this movie, I did see it uh as a kid late at night on like the chinese language channel and it was one of those times where it wasn't dubbed or sub so the first time i watched this movie i didn't know what the fuck was going on but i got it you know what i mean even as a 10 year old i was like this dude loves this dude and this girl or some shit man they gotta kill each other (laughs) because yeah when you're a kid you're basically watching it for the gunfights anyways
0: well yeah yeah
1: But uh, yeah, that fucking melodrama and comedy in the case of a lot of Jackie Chan movies, which are also amazing, uh, which has melodrama too, but it's like in the more comedy styling, anyways. um, It's the way it's intercut with just fucking absolute ultra violence and like stunts and shit. Fucking. It'll never be like this again. These are the good old days. We'll never see a type of movie like this until fucking somehow I get money. I guess that the the spectacle of it. Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained.
0: Yeah, yeah. It would
1: probably be. I uh, hate That like a trilogy. Nah, eight
0: maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe hateful eight. I think it's a, kind of a different beast. But Django Unchained and. uh Yeah, and yeah,
1: because those ones are in a cut with like the melodrama and then ultraviolence, whereas hateful eight is like two specific scenes of ultraviolence that occur at the end of the film. But uh, oh, yeah, Reservoir Dogs directly in- was directly inspired by the killer, so it makes sense. Like I said, there's like a long, unbroken line of these uh, Sally's action filmmakers, and um, there's uh, not too many of them. Obviously, I don't want to narrow Kurosawa, Peckinpah, and Scorsese down just to those things, but those are one of the things that they excelled at in their careers. And I mean, you just don't see it anymore. This uh, every time you watch a movie,
0: oh, they don't still streaming movies like they used to. They Today's don't. movies ain't got no heart and soul.
1: They don't, though. They're, they're
0: plastic s- and they're empty and flat.
1: It sucks. Oh, I'm trying to think of um a movie like this that's come out that wasn't Tarantino. I think um Drive, Nicholas Winding Refn's movie that everyone knows with Ryan Gosling and shit um it doesn't have as much violence in it but when it does get to the violent aspects of the film it's ultra violence right and then stylized enough but you know there's like not too many movies that really fit this mold anymore and i fucking love them for some reason it's like one of the perfect formulas for me it's like slasher movies monster movies um movies got gay shit in it and then, movies, lots of guns. Yeah, violent gangster shit. Like, that's it. This is fucking perfect formula for me. I watch this movie every day of my life.
0: And I will, damn it.
1: Fucking people are lining up, going to movie theaters, pay, spending billions of dollars on merchandise for goddamn Marvel movies. Something, oh, this movie exists.
0: Yes, they do. Well, they, no, they some don't. of them do, but they don't. No, they, don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea. Uh, so I fucking love it. I think this movie's great. A um, few things to point out. Uh, this is the dawn of unlimited ammo, really. Uh, obviously, they <laughs> They flipped.
0: make specific uh, a reference to the uh, saving the last bullet a couple times. But yeah, you're right. They don't yeah. keep track of it at all.
1: So previous to this in other action films, it was very, they were very lackadaisical about ammo management, too, in those yeah. films. But it wasn't so over the top as it is in this movie. Yeah, we'll get to like, the point where, where like... In the Matrix, it's like, he pulls a fucking uh, rail gun out of his jacket. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which, may it makes sense in the Matrix, because there are no rules or whatever. But, yeah, this is the dawn of, like, yeah, my fucking Beretta's got, I don't know, 800 bullets in <laughs> it. Yeah, it's like, how many times did you shoot that
0: shotgun? Jesus. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I couldn't handle the romantic intimacy between Charlie and Fat and um, Jenny Ye, like when they'd be really close and like holding hands and stuff. Yeah, cuz you like what are you you're cheating on runt? No, it made my heart hurt too bad cuz um I'm so alone. You you wish you had another man to point a gun at. Something I need I need to get <laughs> need to get close to someone or a cat or something I don't know. Like I said last week it's probably going to be a rough winter. What I'm going to do is just watch the most like sincere, insufferable, life-affirming, like uh, love-is-all-you-need type shit all winter and try to get through it.
0: <laughs> You'll be going to watch The Killers and Love Actually every day?
1: Yeah. I'll just watch The Killer and On Stop.
0: It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, it's out there. Bye. Come here. Oh.
1: Oh. Something, man. I need to hang in there. Just keep me hanging on.
0: I'll get you one of those cat posters. Uh,
1: Another good scene. I fucking love the tension building in um, the scene where he assassinates uh, Mr. Wang, the original Mr. Wang, where he's on the boat and he's doing He's For some reason, he's painting the eyeballs on a wooden dragon head for some sort of ceremony and like the way the music dragon
0: boat races
1: the way the music's intercut with like the close-ups of the drums not being played and then the the drums are being played and it's so intense and you're not sure if he's gonna shoot him or not and then he fucking shoots him and then they speed away on boats on like the the flattest bay i've ever seen they're like they're not hitting anyways it was crazy (laughs) but fucking that shit rules john woo fucking knows how to make a movie that's what i'm talking about uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, the the final ending shootout is pretty good, but it's not as good as the one that precedes it, where um Chai and Fat and Daniel Lee first join forces forces in that like in uh, his friend's house, and there's dudes coming in the windows and like jumping out behind the refrigerator and shit. It's like fucking, that's like Time Crisis 2 type shit. I was <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> fucking rules, man.
0: I love when he sees the, like the soccer team of assassins coming up and like disappearing into the woods. Like, <laughs> this is inconspicuous, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck, this movie's so good. If you if you're listening to this podcast and you didn't watch it, you fucking suck. You need to go watch this movie. It'll change your life. <laughs> I'm probably going to have the best winter of my life now because of this movie. <laughs> Thanks, John Woo. He just man he really had he really had that shit back in the day. It's crazy to me that he would go on to make such farcical shit is yeah. But that's what I mean it has to have been the Hollywood system cuz all the ingredients that are end up being like cringe and embarrassing in his American films are in this movie and it's it's fucking perfectly fine because like the I don't know, maybe it's like a the, uh, the actors just seem to know what they're doing they seem to know what they're selling and i don't know and obviously the, the crud- gratuitous violence does not really carry over into his american films either because some americans can't even have fun with violence anymore in the 90s
0: that's correct so, i mean like they, you uh, there's not a single american drama film that's anywhere near as violent as this one
1: hell no this shit fucking rules man he's shooting everyone like 15 times
0: well, the opening of the movie, he shoots a dude in the head, and he's like, "All right, just to make sure, I'm gonna pop four into his chest."
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah, man! That's so when he assassinates Mr. Wang too. He domes him, and then he's like, "I'm gonna keep shooting him when he's going down." I hate this motherfucker. Um, I love his relationship with his old BFF, uh, and I like that they um, they work things out. It's pretty cute. <laughs> it's real cute. But the the older BFFs have to die, Mister. Danny Lee's partner, uh, Mr. Chang dies. and then um, Mr. Fung, which is Chang and friend. He, his character was subtitled named Sydney in my version, but I don't think that's what his name is supposed to be. I did not see that name at all in my subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know too many Chinese people that are named Sydney. No, the five stars, no complaints. Best movie i watched in a long time since Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's never better than Ernest Scared Stupid. He's fucking when they meet up and join forces for the first time. Danny Lee's in black and Channing Fett's in white. And then just fucking, ah oh man, it's just so cool. This is just such a good movie. They don't make them like they used to, huh? Uh,
0: no, I know. I think in uh, Mission Impossible 2, Tom Cruise is like driving on a black motorcycle and the, the bad guys on a white motorcycle. That's pretty
1: similar. <laughs> yeah. And they like fight each other shooting guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Channing Fat, he went for it. Not Chinese fat, John Woo. John Woo really went for it when he had the time, when he had the chance. It's just, I don't know, just not as classic as The Killer. I fucking love this movie. And like all good Hong Kong action films, it is venerated in hip-hop culture, specifically, of course, by the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> There's a shock. Yeah, so a uh, classic album only built for Cuban links, which was Raekwon's solo album, samples numerous portions of dialogue from the film. RZA himself who Obviously produced the album because he produced All the first solo albums for the Wu-Tang Clan He was a busy man He says and I quote Ray and Ghost were two opposite guys as far as Neighborhoods was concerned I use John Wu the killer because he got Chow Yun-Fat and Danny Lee they have to become partners To work shit out um, there's, there's a narrative on Only Built for Cuban links where uh, the competitive Narrative between Ghostface Killer and Raekwon the chef for, To provide extra context for that quote I know plenty of you listeners who like nerd films don't know shit about the Wu Tang.
0: No, yeah, everyone knows about the Wu Tang line. Don Wu
1: um felt so honored that the group sampled the killer that he asked for a no monetary return from them. So they didn't have to give him any money for the licensing or any of the clips or anything. He said, fuck yeah, Wu Tang forever.
0: And then Wu Tang did that for everybody else, regardless of whether they said they could do it for
1: free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry not for sure. I'm, I'm sure they did <laughs> Uh, 2005 Vibe magazine Placed the killer at number 21 On their list of top 50 films that shaped hip-hop uh, Number one I'm going to guess Is Scarface unfortunately
0: <laughs> Yeah that's for sure How could it not be
1: That's a, um, actually a pretty good Future song <laughs> Doesn't seem like it would be But that was back when Future was good About 10 years ago That's right I'm flexing on you fools. I'm gatekeeping. I'm gatekeeping on future. Yeah, I'm gatekeeping future now. I was I was there ahead of the trend, you fucking losers. <clears throat> um. Uh, this shit's got 98% Rotten Tomatoes critic score, 92% audience score. Like I said, it dunks on everyone. This is a real ass movie. They don't make movies like this anymore. Any movie you recommend to me that I should watch, I'll be like, fuck you, I'll watch The Killers instead.
0: <laughs> everyone.
1: Yeah, you'd be like, hey, you want to check out uh The Thing? Nah, watching The Killer. Oh, you want a day after tomorrow? Yeah, right. The killer. Mandy, I thought you loved Mandy. Not nah, the killer. No, I the killer, no. killer. No. killer now. I also recommend everyone check out the IMDb page, uh, the, the trivia page for this film, so you can see a lot of gun facts.
0: Ooh, of course, this is going to be the one the some- most. <laughs> I of gun facts. Oh,
1: my God. It has so many gun facts in it. Uh, my favorite facts, of course, as I've often mentioned on the podcast, I love to learn. All the weird, like psychosexual shit about guns that people on the internet
0: know. Are you ready for gun facts? Gun facts. Someone's gonna. There's got to be like a, uh, like a. What the fuck is that? Mister Skin, the one that does the nudies for movies. There's got to be one for guns,
1: right? For all gun facts that appear yeah. in movies. All the pictures of guns.
0: Doctor Barrels or something. That's probably yeah. what it's
1: called. Wiki feet. Wiki guns. <laughs> Wiki guns. Uh, Thus ends my review of The Killers, uh, one of the greatest action films ever made. Um, I can't believe I don't watch it every year. Uh, Yeah, I'll fix that. When I was a kid and I first saw it, obviously I didn't understand it too much because I was a kid and like I said, it was just in Chinese. Uh, Then when I watched it again in my 20s, I was like, hell yeah, that's pretty cool. But obviously I was not sophisticated enough in my 20s to completely understand how great this film is. And now that I've watched it, it's a fucking masterpiece. I give it 10 out of 10. 5 stars. Number 1.
0: I give Fuck it 20 him. out of 10. Fuck you, Kyle. I'm twice as good.
1: Oh, man. You don't even like it that much. You'd rather <laughs> watch uh, The Mandalorian. Oh, man. No, There's a part uh, when um Chai and Fat pulls up to assassinate the, the other Mr. Fang who's trying to kill him. Um, and he blasts the fools driving the car and he, he gets Mr. Fang a little bit. But then he rolls up again in the Jeep, and he's got, like, that super um, fat-ass gun, which I don't know what it is. Don't email me any IMDb facts about it <laughs> on Curitiba Guns. Um, but it seems to be pretty high caliber, right? Because uh, when he shoots him for a second, I thought he blew his fucking arm off, but he just blows the door apart. <laughs> well, let me uh, tell you
0: what caliber it is, Kyle. Let me, let me tell you how many uh, how many bullets it holds. <laughs> no, but I was like, damn, he blew his fucking arm off. Oh, my God.
1: My God. Bust the rod open. It's all right though. He was he was leaking. And he's fine too. His his like goons pull him up and pull him away. Even though he's like shot through the chest, and he's like angry instead of like wailing in pain. He's leaking blood everywhere in the back seat. Who cares? He looked amazing. I want to be um uh, like a beleaguered, tortured uh, killer or cop who hangs out in um a cocktail lounge where a professional um babe sings uh, sad songs.
0: A precious babe, Hugh Blinded, sings sad songs and she slowly falls in love with you.
1: Yeah, I want to just live this film. This is my Halloween costume next year. Is, um, him as he appears in the first killing scene where I so I can wear the scarf. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be wearing an oversized suit because it's 1989.
0: <laughs> and we don't have tailors. No.
1: I, w- I wasn't sure how psyched I was going to be coming off a spooky season because I love the spooky shit. I love horror films. And I was like, you know what? We got to start off with something fun. Something to just blow your socks off. And man, did I ever fucking do it on the best?
0: <laughs> you sure did. Now, next week's going to be a huge disappointment.
1: Yeah. What did you think of The Killer, though?
0: I liked it Killer a lot. I loved it. Loved um, it. I don't know if I've seen it before. It's been so long. I've definitely seen Hard Boiled before in all of his uh, Garbage American movies. Um,
1: yeah, I remember we liked Broken Arrow when we were kids as much as we talked shit about it.
0: I mean I mean, you don't like it, but it's on, right? Yeah. You guys as watch it.
1: I there's like some parts of it that I thought were enjoyable for some reason when I was a kid. I guess probably just like playing. You are really cool. big big Howie Long fan. Uh, na, 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 na. I guess i will wrap it up for this week. that VHS. Hey, hopefully Fault. we'll be here
0: next week. Um if if we're not, it's probably because something terrible happened.
1: If we're not, you know what it, you know why. Because <laughs> you're in the future you know what happens. <laughs> We're on the eve of the future, or the end, or whatever.
0: And I, I am panicked.
1: I don't know. We had a good Halloween, so um, there's a quote in this film uh, that uh, Mr. Chang taught Danny Lee, and Danny Lee repeats it. He says, uh, you can't win all the time, but you can't lose forever either. And when he said that, I was like... <laughs> I doubt it. Shows <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'll see about that, sir. Yeah, that's my general attitude for the near future, possibly the long term future. Who knows? Maybe I'll meet someone who I have powerful love energy with, like Chang Fat Danny Lee, and um Jenny. Whatever
0: Ye. their girlfriend is.
1: Jenny. Jenny Ye. Sally Ye, who plays Jenny. Whoops. But I don't know. I don't know, man. YouTube keeps trying to get me to watch Blackpink um, documentary shit. I'm not gonna do it. I don't wanna fall in love with K pop stars. That'll be the real that'll be like the the lowest I've ever fallen. (laughs) And I watched the documentary and they were too charismatic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's something wrong with
1: that. No, I just I'm not falling into that trap. You can't get me with your jokes. (laughs) Being like cute and loving towards each other pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't blame them for how evil K-pop is. They're, they're victims of K-pop. Whatever. That'll be the last to ever talk about K-pop unless I get really into it over the winter because I got nothing else to hold on to.
0: <laughs> oh, 100%. That's coming.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, next week, though, we're, we're going to watch Clue. Clue? Yeah. I'm t- Which take it. Uh,
0: ending we're going to watch?
1: We'll watch them all. <sighs> maybe. <laughs> I'm taking it easy for a couple weeks. After Clue, we got a a big boy to talk about. Uh Uh-oh. A big big boy? boy? I think it'll be interesting to talk about it after the uh, results of the election, too. (laughs) It's it's G.I. Joe the movie. It's got quite a bit to do with uh, the history of the United States. But we'll get to that in a couple weeks. Next week will just be Clue. We'll be having a good time. Having a good time. Like the Queen song. Having a good time,
0: baby. Good time, baby. Yeah, you
1: like, know the Queen song. <laughs> 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 <That's what laughs> having a like good queen. time. Having a good <laughs> time. <baby. laughs> yeah, you know that. <laughs> that old lounge hit. Ah, uh, shit. Um, we weren't on Twitch. Um, no. I don't know if we're going to be on Twitch. i am got to stop drinking to meet my winter weight cut goal. So I don't know if we're going to do it again this week. I also have. I don't no, stop I have, drinking. I have no idea what movie I'd want to watch because uh, I don't even know how I feel about things right now. All I know is I like the killer. And I'm lonely. You watch
0: another John Woo movie?
1: Oh yeah, they might have more on Amazon. Amazon. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll talk about it more in real life. If we do, um, if we ever stream it on Twitch, it, it's Friday nights at 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time otherwise uh rate and review the podcast please send some emails send some good vibes uh we're gonna get through this winter together and um we're gonna need you to also subscribe or whatever shit you can do to get this podcast get to the fucking get the wheels in motion a little bit or something i don't know just i don't know just support us i don't really care about monetary support so much i just um <clears throat> i'm lonely
0: <laughs> no, I need some monetary support.
1: Um, I mean, it'd be helpful, but I i mean, maybe we can actually turn this into like a real, a real, a real cult, a real community, if you will.
0: <laughs> In real cults, the leaders get rich, Kyle.
1: Oh, they also get to bang whoever they want.
0: Nah, my wife will have trouble with that one.
1: But good luck. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's not for me. We've talked about how emotionally sensitive I am before. <laughs> Comes up at least every episode. Um, if you, too, are emotionally sensitive, uh, stay tuned to the podcast because we will be able to commiserate and uh, I'll make, we'll make some jokes out of it and it'll be fun. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? Romance? I, know, that's I don't know. Could romance blossom on the battlefield? Who knows? <laughs> uh, I guess that's it. I think um, I mentioned everything that's important. I don't know. Just uh. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Do something. Get it going. It's a fucking... It's gonna be a long, cold winter.
0: See you next week, if we're all lucky.